Welcome everybody to the rugby podcast called Playing Advantage, uh, where four mates talk about everything SA Rugby without taking ourselves too seriously. Uh, good week of rugby, uh, disappointing from a South African uh, perspective, but uh, we get to all of that. David, I know you're looking at me like that, but the quality wasn't all that great. Maybe from the from the Sharks, and I'm not even a Sharks fan. Uh, but as always, I've got Keegs with me. How's it, everyone? Damien. Hi, guys. And Kev. Kev, where are you? Oh, wait, no, sorry, guys, he's not joining us this week. Uh, he thought he's a bit more important than uh, the podcast. So, Kev, hope you enjoy <laughs> your, your vacation in... Uh, or your weekend away in Hazy View, and obviously myself, uh, Marco. Um, as per usual, we'll get uh, through uh, the agenda. We've got our first impressions, our results, uh, looking at all these South African games, um, our player of the week, Plonko of the week, uh, our favorite section of reference, and then our predictions for the following week. Uh, but gents, first impressions. First impressions. Let's get straight into it. Keegs, I know you put your hand up for this one. How about it? Uh, my first impression of the week is just how poorly the South African sides are or were this weekend. Um, See, Dames, I wasn't wrong. Yeah, you, you <laughs> basically led in, in, in with that. But um, at least a positive was the Sharks game. I think yep. they played really well. Um, I think they could have actually ran away with it a little bit more yeah um they were kind that of last try definitely yeah skewed the score line, they went to sleep a few times in the game and admittedly the ref made some bizarre calls um i just wasn't uh, wasn't sure what he was doing so but yeah i think uh all in all positive from the sharks so that's my first impression and the shark as a sharks fan it must feel nice yes yes it does <laughs> especially after last weekend definitely thanks uh, my first impression is that although we seem to be very negative about South African <laughs> playing styles at the moment, uh, we've got two teams in the top five at the moment, one actually topping the log. So we can't be that bad if we're three points clear at the top of the pile. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, it's not been the prettiest kind of rugby, but it's been effective. I mean, Storm is unbeaten for a reason. Uh, I mean, the only, the, I mean, the team that came closest to beating them was the Lions, of course, because entertaining rugby is nice. <laughs> yes, but yes. I think that if you look at it, Stormers, top of the pile, um, Sharks, fifth, but just a point behind um, the two above them. And I mean, I think we do have a very good chance, playoff-wise this season, maybe even getting a home you know, semi or final, which will be nice because the Lions have been the only team we've been able to do it recently. Mm-hmm. So I think for South African rugby, that's a good draw card. Maybe make some money that way and get it back into the game. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I think my first impression um, for this week's rugby is that uh, something that I've shared with the Plague Advantage boys over the course of the week is that uh, I've, I've come to terms and I've made peace with the fact that I don't know anything about rugby. <laughs> Based on my super group picks, I, I almost felt like opposite week. Uh, there's quite a few, not upsets, but uh, if you think about the Brumbies just absolutely hammering the Chiefs, I don't think anybody saw that coming. No. Uh, it was a, a one-sided affair there. They were ahead 26-0 at some stage. And I mean, just by the, the, the Chiefs' form, and nobody, I think, would have, would have called that. Then the Reds absolutely just destroying the Sun Wolves, 64-5. Um, 
yeah, that was just a, an absolute mess. No, I didn't see that coming. And then the, the Blues beating the Bulls as well. Uh, you just want to read the rest of the results. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just... Yeah, carry on. But John, I definitely... Uh, I, I don't think I know anything about rugby. So the fact that I'm doing... Or I'm on a rugby podcast just shows that this is just a podcast for chatting shit. Especially just from my side. <laughs> No, definitely not any any sense uh, with uh, any rugby knowledge that I'm speaking. But uh, I think maybe that's a, it's a good sign that the the, the stronger teams uh, almost um, got 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 a bit of a reality check. Um, the Stormers also were ran close. I don't think I mean, we agree that the the scoreline doesn't really reflect uh, that game uh, of how the Jaguars uh, competed there. So um, yeah, maybe it's it's good evening out of the, the playing field, but um, it, the, I don't think there's a clear favourite uh, at, at the moment. Um, yeah, which is maybe I think positive. But uh, in speaking of that, I, I promise Damien I won't take your uh, <laughs> your segments of running through the results. So why don't you take us through the results? Um, yeah, Saders smashed the Highlanders 33-13. Um, I think that could have been way worse. I think yeah. if you looked at it, the Saders completely dominated that. Um, Highlanders came back a bit late, but yeah, it was a pretty one-sided affair. Think, yeah. um, Sharks, 36-24. And I think there were a couple of cards that slowed the Sharks down and let the Rebels get back into it, but mm. um, also could have been messy. Big upset, Brumbies, 26, Chiefs, 14. I don't think too many people called that. Yeah. Um, then the Reds decimating the Sunwolves 64-5. Um, probably a good shot for the Sunwolves being out of Super Rugby next year. Yeah, I mean, I think the, who didn't score? I think that's the best question for that game because I think everybody got a chance. Yeah, no, it was not not pleasant viewing if you're a Sunwolves supporter. <laughs> um, Stormers 17-7 against the Jags and then the Blues scored a last-minute penalty to beat the Bulls 23-21. Broke hearts all over Loftus. Yeah, the, the, all five people who were in the stands definitely broke for those hearts. I mean, it was like torrential rain, but <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on the non-South African games, guys, before we, we get into the uh, the SA games? I think um, I'll chime in here. The, the Aussie teams are looking a bit behind the curve, if I can put it that way. Um, I was going to say the Highlanders are looking a bit a bit light at the mm. moment. Eh? Yeah. Um, they've always been a team that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Even uh, with the Tony Brown days, like back, way back when. Uh, I think <laughs> I loved watching them play. Mm. Even though they weren't the most fantastic side, they're just, I, I've always enjoyed them. And they're just looking a bit, uh, a bit pup. I'm going to disagree with you slightly on the Aussie teams. I think the Brumbies aren't looking too bad. Yeah, I think they, they're probably of the shining light at the moment of Aussie rugby. Yeah. I think, obviously, on their day, the Reds can do it, but they just need to be more consistent. The Waratahs are looking terrible. Um, Rebels, too. Rebels, not great. Chiefs, it's a bit weird. Mm. They're all over the place. I would yeah. have said after they beat the Saders, they were the, the favourites probably oh, yes. to run in with the competition. Yeah, 100%. And now they've gone and, and chucked away at home, no less. Mm. I mean, it's the first Brumby win for six years in New Zealand or something stupid. Yeah, in 13 matches. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's it's a big push there. Um, Blues, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean the the Saders are the Saders. I mean they're probably still going to be the benchmark for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think two uh, two things that stood out for me just from the New Zealand perspective is uh, David Havili. Um, I mean, good, unbelievable, good gracious, the guy's just been putting up his hand um, to you know not be ignored for the All Black selection uh, panel. Whether if it's at five or at fullback, he's just been a game changer. Yeah. Um, he's, I mean, he's inserted pace. His uh, tactical kicking has been excellent, um, and just the, the the passes he puts the, the his his teammates away with, mm. uh, putting them into space. He's reading the game beautifully, uh, and I mean, uh, in my opinion, if if Damon McKenzie doesn't uh, switch it on soon. I think Kavili is probably the, the first choice fullback option. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Once Bowden comes back, can you obviously stop? Well, and Moang is there. So, I mean, what do you do? pick a 50. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tricky. Um, that's definitely going to be a tricky one. And then um, the other point is the, the Chiefs just, I mean, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, they just, they, they look like, a, I was saying to Damien when uh, we were just uh, WhatsApping, uh, watching the game. They looked like a South African side there. Then. There was no imagination. It was it was literally one once of runners crashing the ball up. There was no there was no structure. There was no okay decoy runners. There was absolutely nothing. Um, and it, uh, I couldn't believe there was a New Zealand side doing that. Um, but I think, yeah, they almost looked like the Highlanders. Maybe times are changing. <laughs> um, yeah, granted, it was one bad week, uh, but uh, especially at home. And I guess the Brumby side apparently had uh, the what's it the mumps? The week before, yeah. Wasn't it this week? No, it was last week. Oh, I thought it was this week where they couldn't select quite a few players. Um, but John, I, I definitely I would have lost a lot of money if I was a betting man uh, <laughs> uh, on that game. But uh, let's uh, let's get into our first uh, South African game: Sharks, Rebels, 26-14. No, no, no. no I've 36-24. 36-24. That's right. Um, they looked uh, like the complete package. Uh, Keats, I think, like you said, they uh, had a couple of uh, lulls with, uh, within their spell, uh, went to sleep. But on the whole, I mean, if you're on tour and you're winning by convincing margins, you can't ask for much more. Yeah, I think uh, if you take it back a couple of weeks, uh, when I mentioned how well the Sharks actually travel, um, mm-hmm. I think this is just testament to that. Um, I know they had a bit of a speed bump with the with the Canes, um, but I mean, you know what? Ultimately, it is difficult to travel. Um, I think what they've done is they've actually come out on top. Um, I don't think a South African side could have actually asked for a better tour. You know, yeah, I think sure it, it is a it is a solid win. Win against the, the Landers, uh, a tough game against the Canes, and then you know. A good, a good one against the Rebels. So who's, I think, um, who's their next game? Do you know? It might be the Blues at home. Eh? No, it might be another Aussie side. It's another Aussie side. Is it? Why do I think it's the Waratahs? No, Lions playing Plaza on Saturday. So okay. Well, we'll look at it going but forward. But regardless, I mean, I'd still back the Shocks. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 At the moment, they're playing such good rugby. Yeah, like I was, I was going to add to that. Like they're throwing the ball around so nicely, but mm. I'm loving the the unit of the forwards. I mean, they're working so bloody well together. Um, and I'm liking their scrum off Mahamba. Mahamba's playing so well. Absolute He's honestly, like he plays, he's young, but he plays with a lot of composure. Um, and when he comes on the field, he ejects that pace. 
and he keeps it going so nicely and I think um, he, uh, I think he came on for maybe 10, 10 minutes but boy did we just start running hey? but he starts where he started did he start? he started the game yeah I thought oh no so I'm, I'm confusing with um, the, the new guy yes yeah. sorry uh, that was a that was a mistake the guy um, you yeah, no. Someone else threw a, a pass off the base. It was just a beautiful, and yeah. it wasn't I mean, lineup, so couldn't. Uh, uh, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> my thing about the Sharks is that we, like we spoke, I think uh, last time about how well they recruited, but also the guys that have been around there are standing up. I mean, if you look at, for me, one of the one of their better players this this season has been Hiron Andrews. Who before you, I would look at him and being like, "How's this okay?" Curry cap, yeah. And uh, he's actually being. I mean, he's he's, he's, he's dominating line out yeah. time. His work rate is massive. Yeah. Um, and guys like um, Tyler Paul also like no name brand for really really putting his hand up. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember Jeremy Ward. Yeah. Played, uh, think twelve or thirteen. Thirteen. 13 yeah. uh, he had a good game. I think I think that you know they've got that squad depth. Which I think for a long time the Sharks have been lacking. Mm. They've always had a very, very strong first 15 and then off the bench they always get a bit shaky. And I think they've really, really built well and have a vision going forward, which yeah. I feel like they've lacked a bit in yeah. recent yeah. years. Yeah. And I mean, so to me, um, it's like I said, complete rugby. Uh, and the fact that they, they're winning comfortably, obviously they had a bit of a, like we said, a. a uh, sweet wobble with uh, Hurricanes, but Hurricanes is quality side. Uh, it's and you know it's tough to win in New Zealand at the best of times. Uh, but I mean, when you are playing without your your captain and when you when you without probably one of the top outside centers in world rugby and you still you know Ward comes in and plays the parts uh, and they they played beautifully. Uh, they definitely deserved that win, uh, if not by a larger margin. I mean, the Rebels scored there right at the end. Uh, so I don't really think that's reflected the scoreline fairly, but just, you could see that they're having fun though, as well. Um, yes. You, I mean, the fact that's the, with Mampimpi's last yeah. try, he didn't score the try, but that he gave it away to Kevin Bosch. You could see that there's no prima donnas there. Yeah, there's no, should have been his hat-trick try as well. So exactly, I mean, there's yeah. obviously a massive team I'm, chemistry. I'm sure he pissed off quite a few Super Blue Oaks or fantasy rugby players, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, the, yeah. even if you look at the... I mean, they're not the complete package, but they do scramble really well. I mean, Bosch on attack is starting to come right and looking really strong. On defense, yeah. I mean... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, 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 definitely I don't know. It, I think he's still flying from being bounced by that one oh, But at the same time, you know, the, the, the systems are in place and you can see that they are working well and they've been working really hard on those, mm. I think. And the guys are doing their jobs. I think, I mean, we've spoken uh, a couple of weeks ago about, so, um, Hendricks for the Bulls. If you're a winger, you've, your you job is to finish. Up. You have to finish. And everybody does their job within the Sharks uh, formats. I mean, yeah. the wings finish. Uh, fussy at fullback, uh, counter attacks, extremely well and uh, Mohamba gives fantastic service uh, uh, Hiron Andrews with uh, the lineouts absolutely dominating that so it's it's, yeah. it's very very good at the moment no it is you know what I'm liking as well is just that that centre partnership at the moment is just unstoppable I don't think there's a centre partnership that is working so well together yeah. um, and it, the commentators Aussie commentators were even praising the defensive effort of of um, um, and um, and Esther Hazen. Okay. 
and just saying like how how, how solid they are as a partnership and yeah then, definitely and then just you were, you're saying you're mentioning about um i'm not being available this weekend and i think the depth once again speaks for itself but then isn't it just fantastic that a player can just slot in yeah. and yeah. completely and then nothing changes it just shows you how well their systems are working yeah i think that's that's a massive bonus yeah. for any side yeah and also maybe a bit of credit also due to uh sean everett the the coach for the sharks yeah. i mean it's first first season in charge uh, i think we've all been complaining about uh the coaching uh turn style in South Africa, but clearly uh, the guys well, doing something right. So if you think about the, the, the Sharks, they've had new CEOs, new this, new that, and they've been quite a high turnover. Obviously the Dupreer brothers and family, like the dynasty they had for a while. Well, in 24 there. of them yeah, <laughs> leaving South Africa. Um, but I, I think, you know, they, they've gone back to basics and they've gone, okay, look, we need to sort this out. And they've done it in the right process and order. I think they started basically with the curry cup. They said, okay, we're starting from scratch, starting again, and they built really well. Yeah. Also, it helps to have like a really nice springbok backline, but sure. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, to a game that uh, didn't look all that uh, much like flowing rugby, I know Demi might disagree a little bit, the uh, Jaguares uh, Stormers, uh, probably a few, four, a few um, tries left out on the field. Uh, but again, just defensive rugby by the, the Stormers, and I guess that's going to be the tactic uh, throughout the season, is just suffocating teams. But a winner is a win nonetheless. Look, I, I agree. Yes, I think it was quite defensive, but I think the thing about the Stormers and the reason they are definitely top of the log at the moment is that they are capitalizing on their opportunities. I mean, the, the first try I think they scored was the um, Herschel Yanchis one. Interception, yeah. Interception, and he, did it, he should have had another one. He was, I think there was a penalty they called him back for um but look he, he it's all looking like it's going through him at the moment i think if he gets injured the storm is going to have a big big problem if mm-hmm. actually gets, yeah. gets yeah. takes a knock but once again i think that you know the storm is at the moment they have a very solid pack and they they're kind of using that as their strength i mean you look at their their loose forwards um obviously peter steph the toy I think Jano Augustus is looking incredible. I think he really is one of the future and he's going to go very, very far. Mm. Um, yeah, just and they do look like a unit. I mean, even if you look at their back line, they're all playing together. And yeah, I think going forward, they're going to be very tough to beat. Yeah, I think that, that front row is uh, pretty solid. Um, the You know what? It, 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 they, they honestly, in my opinion, they, they don't have the best back line. And it just affords you, if you've got a good, really, really good forward pack, it gives your kind of average back line a little bit more breathing space, a little bit more time with your ball, because they probably need just that. You know, if you give, look at the Sharks back, I mean the Sharks back line, you put the Sharks back line with the Stormers forwards. Well, that's the spring box. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much it, yes. There you go, 100%. So and that then you got a formidable side. No, so, sure. so I think it, it speaks volumes of how well the the Stormers forward pack are doing. Um, no sure. Well, it, it also helps to have like well, if Munambi was fit, but basically the Springbok front row. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you guys. Hey, uh, as a Stormers supporter myself, um, and I know I can be classified as negative. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> At times, but. 
I don't know. Hey, it's it's a very very transparent rugby team, as in you know exactly what you're gonna get. And I feel that they can't stand up to the the Chiefs. Okay, not how they played this week, but the, I don't think they can stand up to the Brumbies. I don't think they can stand up to the Crusaders. Because as soon as you get a forward pack, because the Hawaiians won a few scrum penalties as well, hey? No, but they got dominated as scrum penalties. Well, they were, so, they were smashed. They were up and down. Yeah, like, but, but that's what most, I'm saying. Most of all, the Stormers were dominant. Like. But yeah, but it's, they still, it was a few times that they got uh, outmuscled. And for me, it's a case of, so if you, if you minimize the forward impact, if you have a ref that's blowing a bit off on the day, there's no plan B. There's mm. literally nobody in the back line who's going to step up put up their hand and win the game I know last week they came back to win that game against the Lions but I think that was against an inexperienced Lions side and against the better side that would have never happened Yankees is the only one you know contributing anything in that back line in my opinion Willemse I don't know where he's at but he's not on on, on planet Earth watching yesterday we were saying he goes it's either a risky but flashy pass so it might create something but it's it's full on 50 yeah. 50 and you know i think three or four times he threw it straight to an opposition player yesterday yeah. and you're going you know sometimes you especially if you're leading or it's a tight game you need to kind of rein that in and make sure you get the percentage pass out yeah 100%. and i mean so even if you look at the rest of the backline for me there's just nobody who's putting up their hand and making that difference or bringing some bringing some stability Nell is not doing it. The two wings, uh, definitely not. And then late at fullback. Uh, I think they are, it's, it's, it's almost a, um, I don't know, it's not, I don't want to say flash in the pan, but the fact that they are at top of the log, I think speaks more to their defensive structures than anything else. And but it's a worry for me because I think they, they are definitely not um, close to being the best South African side. The Sharks are streaked and light years ahead of everybody else. Well, they haven't played each other yet, so we'll see. But um, I think that, you know, you you did say they're very predictable. But that doesn't mean they're stoppable. They can be very predictable but effective. I mean, that's that's the thing. But we all know those teams always get found out. I mean, yes or no. The Bulls did it for like five years and they won Super Rugby Championships being the most predictable side in the world. But granted, they were the Springboks basically for how long? Well, you've and got a Springbok pack and you've got Dylan Nates and you've got yeah, Dennis sure, but time, the times have moved on though. True, and, true. And players' skills have changed yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and and yeah, you, if you are able to expose, if you're a better side on attack and you are able to expose the vet defensive patterns, you will inevitably break through. I mean, all you need is... So the Stormers post up on defense very, very well. It's man-on-man. I've got my man, and they do it very well. They communicate. And they, they make their tackles. They make their tackles. And the problem in that is that if you have everyone doing their thing, now if you get a class player, um, a Jack Goodhue running running at your center combination, mm-hmm. who knows, who has a, a keen eye for space and a keen exactly. eye for a pass yeah. that, that that's going to break that advantage line, then you are done. And, and, and then... The thing with the Storm is they truly haven't been tested on their scramble defense. So once that player is broken through, how how can you recover from that? Well, this is what I was thinking about the, the Jaguars game yesterday, is that the minute it got scrappy and loose, the Jags came back into it. Yes. Because I don't think the Storm is, 
like you said, have been tested. They do, and it's same against the Lions. The minute it got loose and the last 20 minutes they got a bit tired. Yeah, wheels fall off the bus. Yeah, so yeah. they... So I think a good coach could find them out, but I think that the Stormers, what they've done, once again, will go back to structures. I think their structures are very good. And if they can stick to their structures all season, they're going to be very hard to beat. You're going to need... It's not almost an individual player that's going to beat the Stormers. It's going to be a whole coaching mindset. Yes. Someone is going to have to beat them in the tactically rather than by throwing, you know... And I'm not saying that the good you thing won't work. I think, yes, it's a definite flaw, but I think you're going to have to come up with a whole new game plan almost to beat the Stormers with the way they're currently playing. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think just lastly adding to that, they are an injury or two away in the pack from crumbling. Uh, if there's one or two guys who uh, get injured, they, they don't have the depth of the shocks. Um, and I think that might spell trouble. So yes. let's see. Peter Steph can't go at 100 k's an hour. You can't, and this is a big problem that I have with not having depth, is just, you also need to rest your guys. Like, you need to pick your pick your battles. Personally, if, if we're up against, if, if I was the, the Stormers coach and we were up against one of the lower-ranking sides, I might just kind of rest my key players, like a, like a Peter Steph toy, because he... He doesn't have an off switch. He doesn't know how to rein it in. And you need to, that's, that's player management right there. You need to be able to say, okay, put this oak on the bench. Give him, give him a half a game at least. But shouldn't that come from Saru? Shouldn't that come from... Yeah. Because that's what they do in New Zealand. They but, go, there's, but there's been an absolute shit show in New Zealand with people complaining about that. Yeah, but then well. people yeah. must complain about it. And then yeah. they must, if they complain about it oh, now, agree, they agree. mustn't complain when New Zealand don't go and win a World Cup because they've got injuries. Yeah, but I think it's uh, that's down to a case of the central contracts. So yeah, I think if, if yeah, someone doesn't have that, then nobody has a say in whatever. Our contracting is also very different to yeah. New Zealand and Australia. So. I, th- I think those two topics are... Yeah, definitely for different yeah. podcasts that's a, go on that's a for, rabbit hole sure. yeah that's a proper proper rabbit hole um, but sure so moving on to the the blues and the bulls <sighs> I don't know where I to mean, start there uh, literally I'll, I'll start there go for because it because to be fair with the conditions as they were I think both sides gave it a go yes I really do think it was almost like the Lions Reds last or no, two, what <laughs> two was last ago, week, yeah. two, two weeks ago, where they, they went to it was pouring, yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh no, we're gonna just give it as much air as possible." Mm. And this was very similar. Whereas, yes, it was scrappy, and we saw like the turf cutting up at Loftus, and but everyone just wanted to chuck the ball around it. And for me, the the thing I didn't understand is that we know the Bulls play a certain type of game. And this is the perfect conditions for that certain type of game. Play it, yeah. And they did, to a point, play that, but they, did, they didn't stick to it. And I'm going, but this is the perfect opportunity. I don't understand why. Just bomb all the game. If you bomb a ball all game, they're eventually going to drop it and you're going to capitalize. Yeah. But the Bulls then stopped trying to play that rugby. Maybe they were listening to the podcast from last week <laughs> and they changed their mind. Um, but look... I think it was much. It was a very close game. Obviously, last minute penalty. I think both teams, whoever lost that game, was going to be unlucky to lose that game. I think they were very evenly matched. Yeah. Um, I think there was some very interesting refing calls. Um, but uh, how many cards were there? I think there were three, wasn't it? No, I think four. there were four. Was it four? It was one on the blues. There was. T- wasn't it two bulls, two blues? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So that's a two-two. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Look, and, and I mean, yes, that does play a role. But the fact is. Four cards is a ridiculous amount in one game. 
I mean, if you get four cards in a weekend, it's normally quite a big deal. Yeah. Um, and it's so I don't know, but yeah, we'll get to that at ref round. But I think that did play a role. But I, you know, for me personally, give credit to the guys for trying to run the ball in horrific conditions. <laughs> Keeks, um, what did you see? Obviously, it was a, was a match that really didn't inspire much, but you know. I, I did, I did, uh, I did see the guys having a crack every now and then. But there was, to be fair, Dames, like you have to think, that when they did kick, they were quite aimless. No, hundred percent. And that, and that for me, it's like you bring in a guy like Monet Stain, and you would think that the kicking would be a little bit more accurate and a little bit more targeted, but. It ended up just being aimless, and I think Gallant was a little bit more guilty of this. But you know, you'd think that maybe Monestain would step in and say, "Stop that!" You know, but let me rather do that kind of thing. He was on the field to score tries yesterday. So that's you know, <laughs> this is what I find extremely bizarre. And Nice Boerta actually said at the halftime, at the halftime talk, he was saying that um, you know the the balls of old are. You know, can't be playing rugby like like that. You know, and and yeah, you see the Bulls chucking the ball around, and ultimately not capitalizing on it because that's essentially what was happening. Um, they were losing the ball in contact. Admittedly, the Blues were hitting the Bulls very hard. Eh? Defended def- very well. They defended very very well. So I think, and then once again, you've got a winger on your who's just too light. Speckman is just he cannot handle the contact situation um, and in wet weather what are you going to do that is a, it's a slower game you've got to be able to you are inevitably going to run, run into contact you know in a wet weather game like that yeah. the, the speed of the game is just that much slower and he couldn't handle it could not handle the contact yeah no it's um, I agree they, they, they all of a sudden try to run the ball um, in a in conditions that you shouldn't be able uh, or you shouldn't do that in the first place I think maybe credit is where credit is due with Leon McDonald the Blues coach who selected three fly halves <laughs> for starting 15 that's uh, clever very yeah. clever and that's ultimately what I don't think it didn't win them the game but from a tactical kicking perspective much better than the Bulls yeah. much much better um, so yeah all credit there to them to, to win in South Africa as well with a side that just hasn't performed the entire season uh, so I think that'll maybe hopefully kickstart their season yeah um, but just from the Bulls as well um, I don't know hey, I th- that that back three is just not firing uh, Galant had another shock of a game mm. um, and it, yeah, I th- it's, it's worrying because uh, maybe a year ago two years ago he was I would have backed him to be the starting SA uh, fullback, mm. but he just he looks lost. I think he looks very unsure of of how he wants to play rugby. His tactical kicking is just not there. His defence is absolutely shocking. I mean That's that try that uh, you know that they scored the uh, towards the end. In what world are you ever going to tackle uh, that wing high and expect that he's not going mm. to score? He got ran over. Um, Hendricks just not there, Speckman just not you know firing uh, either, and it's very difficult when you have a, a kicking fly half, um, and then you expect the back three then to you know almost overcompensate for that through their counter attack uh, and score some tries, and at the moment that just does not look like that's going to be the case. Those three 
have not put up their hands to uh, to add value in that department. And I think also going forward, it's it becomes a morale issue too, because if you are losing to the Blues, who's famously chokers, yeah, they love to throw a game away, and if they're squeaking past you right at the end. Mm. That can't be good for the team. I mean, no. the, other, the other problem I have with the Bulls is the coaching staff, is the failed coaching staff from the last couple of years. Didn't Human leave and now he's back and then... I think so, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, they weren't happy initially and now he's, he's the coach again. And they, they haven't had a big shake-up. They, the last, last time anything like inventive was done was John Mitchell. Yeah, well, I mean, last and season they did make the playoffs. And they were playing some good running rugby there at the end. At the end, yes, but I mean, they've gone. That's exactly they've what my thing is. They've gone back towards yeah, yeah, yeah. that. And we've been talking about the whole season. Yeah. Is that? And I think it's not not good for the brand. And like Calvin, I was saying, if they're going to play that rugby and win, you're going to get crowds in at Loftus. But they're not winning. So what's the plan? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. No, definitely. Um, yeah, I think there needs to be a rethink. The players need to pull their finger out and. Uh, literally just stop playing some, some decent rugby. I think there's also quite a bit of um, half-hearted effort uh, on a few occasions where Oaks are just not keen to do the, the hard yards, keen to get stuck in and uh, just need to take a page out of the, the, the Sharks uh, playbook at the moment. Yeah, I think so. I think the, the Bulls forward pack, it's a bit of a, a, bit of a strange one. They've, they've got... Um, Such a good front row. Such a, they've got a great front row and Trevor is just phenomenal. But just there on, I'm, I'm not really too, I'm not too inspired by them. Are they I really, think, really honestly, I think John O'Krea actually has come back and looked solid. Okay. He's been doing, yeah, okay. he's been doing what he needs to do. I don't think that from there, um, is it Ferreira? The other yeah, one? Yeah, Ferreira. He's yeah. not looked great. And then I don't know about their Lucy's. Lucy's are nowhere. Yeah. They know where you are. They're not adding value. Josh yeah. Shoss. He's exactly what he's, tired, he's advertised yeah. as as an old buddy. He's uh, tired. Yeah, it's just just not just not adding value. Yeah. But um, I think as a whole, um, play of the week. Play of the week. What do you what do you guys think from SSI Keys? Shut up his hand there, just because he doesn't want us to steal his 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 player. Keys, what do you have for us? Uh, my guy, of, and it's not a Sharks player, is Jamie no. Roberts. Really? Okay. Yeah, massive. Actually. He Huge had game. a cracker of a game. He was the, to me, honestly, the only standout player for the Stormers. Um, he just his defense was incredible. He had a, a couple of carries where he got over that advantage line nicely, um, and his defense just phenomenal. Just absolutely, that you just saw his his experience coming through right there. Um, just making vital tackles at exactly when they needed to be made, and that for me was just. Um, you know, I was a bit of a bit of a skeptic of of him when he was coming into into the Stormers, worried about the pace of Super Rugby and mm. you know coming from Wales and Northern Hemisphere Rugby, but you know what? If you're a professional, you're a professional, you adapt, and I, I think that's a hundred percent what he's done. So pretty stoked for the Stormers that they've um, at least found a a good cover for for Damien so yeah that's my good choice week Um, my play of the week I would um, I I don't even want to say honorable mention because I think you don't have to watch rugby at all and you just mentioned Peter Steptitoy and you would be right Uh, I think he had a massive game 
I mean, his work rate is just unparalleled. Uh, huge, huge uh, influence uh, on any game that he plays on. But my play of the week, I'll go with uh, Andre uh, Isthazen. Um, yeah, really uh, dominated uh, when he took the ball into contact. Um, I think he's really becoming more of a rounded rugby player. Uh, I think in the past, he was always going to get over the advantage line. Um, he didn't really pass all that well. His vision wasn't all there. I think he's grown uh, into the fact that he's now running at gaps and he's looking for that offload. I think that comes with playing with a world-class centre like Um and the wings that he's got surrounding him. But I think he's only grown and uh, just from a Springbok selection perspective, you know, I think there was always a worry who is going to be the next guy up with Damien going overseas. Uh, I, I honestly, I wouldn't lose any sleep with him playing at 12 for the box. Really, really played well. Cool. Um, I'm going to go for my Pimpy. I think, you know, he might have not had the most standout game, but to basically almost score a hat-trick, that Sharks back line makes him look so good. Mm. Yeah. And so just based on that fact that he's got good mates, he's my player. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing his job. Like he's literally, said. when he gets the ball, he, he, he just, he's fine. He's he literally, he rounds the guys, he steps the guys, he collects the ball if there's a chip over the top. And he finishes, and that's and he's just he's ball class at it. Yeah, that's what it is. I loved it. So Esther Hazen when they scored that try from their own half, I loved that. Esther Hazen looping around gave the ball to Kerwin Bosch, and they just had a little one-two up the up the the side of the field. Yeah, and then that's when that's when he gave him the try. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's when he gave and him I think that's just it's just fantastic. It's good. I think that's good for rugby. It's good to see that kind of it's thing. Good. Just Entertaining rugby to watch. Yes, yeah, it's just fantastic. Yeah. I wonder what that feeling must be like. That's so you've got a, a, a two on two, and now you've got you're gonna you're about to give Mumpimpi the ball, and you know there's nothing you can do to stop it. There's absolutely yeah, you're gonna be you, burnt. It doesn't matter what. I wonder <laughs> what that feeling must be like. Okay, I'm gonna get the ball, regardless of what these guys are gonna try to do ahead of me. I'm gonna go score. Yeah, and that just as a forward running in the back there, like, do you just turn around? And you start running back towards, you know, the water boy to get some water because you know he's going to go <laughs> score. You don't need to continue to support him. Yeah. The only on way... A, on the other side of that, I have to imagine being that defender. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I suppose you can ask Owen Farrell about that after the World Cup final. But... 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least with Chesley, you know, there's a, there's a few different options. He can step you, he can chip over you, he can round you. He's just going to burn just you. Gonna round you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but sure. Plonker of the week, guys, somebody who, uh, who didn't have the best game over the weekend? Um, I've got one from this week and one from last week. Okay. Keegan might not have one at all, so I'll, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll happily step in and fill the void. Um, last week, Vilko Lowe for injuring himself because he got stepped so badly by Alton Yanchi. <laughs> and this week, uh, Kerwin Bosch for not making a tackle and getting the most bounced. He literally ran, he was shepherding the guy into touch and the guy stepped off his right foot just so that he could bounce the curl wash. Terrible body position, <laughs> not even trying to tackle the oak. You're a professional rugby player, you've got to make some effort. Yeah, speed bump at least. So, <laughs> yeah. in a last ditch attempt, I, I actually got one. I forgot about it. Uh, oh, so Campbell, actually, yeah. Campbell nearly decapitating the sand walls of a, of a conversion. 
<laughs> yes. Kevin, it was Kevin who was saying, it was you who was saying that Campbell is very good, really good at kicking. He's solid. Well, he's got, he scored a lot of points at least. Yes. Yeah, 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 he was like a flawless kicking record. Well, he was six out of seven. The yeah. one he didn't But it was make. horrendous, no, man. He um, duffed it so properly. Can I rescind all my previous ones and um, <laughs> so we don't have Roscoe Speckman for celebrating a try yes. oh, yes. completely certain. <laughs> After he'd stepped on the line. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't even was close. <laughs> his whole foot was on the line. It wasn't yeah. just like by a slither. It was 100% his whole foot. A good and he was so certain he scored that. No, time. 100%. It doesn't work. It's not like football. If you celebrate well enough or if you roll around and dive, you know, you, you might get some You might get real. But in rugby, it's they're going to check a camera. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Um, I think my plan of the week, I alluded to it a bit earlier, um, and it might just be because, you know, I, I had big hopes for this individual is Galant. Uh, I don't know what needs to happen. Maybe he needs to get dropped. Um, sometimes you, you, you need that break. Uh, it doesn't help if you just keep on selecting somebody and expecting them to, um, to pitch up. Maybe he needs a bit of a, a rest. He, he needs a bit of just a bit of perspective. Uh, I think they've got uh, Devon Rousseau as a, a very capable back backup. Uh, he could play fullback there. So uh, something needs to change. Something needs to happen. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I really hope that he can turn around uh, soon because I think he's a quality player, just not at the moment. Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah. yeah. And then Damien has been absolutely. Frothing, frothing well, at the mouth. More Keegan. Well, Keegan right. as well. So I'll definitely me. have my full reference. Two cents. <laughs> so Keegs, uh, please, uh, who who did you like or dislike this weekend when it came to the roofing? Uh So my biggest issue was the tackle uh, by Wernendahl. And I, I know, listen guys, I understand the law is the law and that's what you have to, you have to abide by that. However, I just wish there would be a little bit more objectivity mm. in terms of the the sort the tackle situation. Instead of constantly just referring back to the you know, just constantly referring back to the, the law book, look at the situation. The player ended up ducking down. And yes, if Urdendal everyone was saying that he wasn't looking at the tackler and one hundred percent he was committed, but the player decided that was his choice. The player had his eyes forward and was looking. He decided to go down, mm-hmm. and I think the outcome wasn't that bad. Both players looked a little bit sore afterwards, but they both carried on playing. And I think um, it just, it just, I'm so disappointed at at the way that the games are being officiated, and it's it's really um, what I have to, ultimately I'm trying to say is that. The laws can't always be the be all and end all, no, sure. and I think you need there needs to be some like you know look at the situation for what it is, and I, I don't know that's just my well, that's just my take on it. For me, you had four cards in the Blues Bulls game. You had the Stormers had two cards, I think. The Sharks had two cards. So over the space of three games, you've got eight cards. Surely that changes, maybe not the result, but it changes the, the nature of the game. Yeah, the flow. Because yeah. in the Stormers game, there was almost a there was almost an identical tackle to the Urdendal one. I don't know if you, you yes. remember yeah. that the guy ducked into it, and also it was a, a high in terms of the rules, but 
obviously the the mitigating factor was the fact that he ducked. And I know the IOBs brought or the World Rugby, whatever they're called these days, is has brought in the, the mitigating factors that if you duck into it or so on, that you get less. And the ref apparently took that into account and still gave a yellow card. Yeah. So I understand that yes, you're not supposed to make any contact with your, the head, but when you're leading into a tackle with your head, how are you supposed to tackle the guy? When you yeah. are, are falling over face first effectively, what is a legal way to make that tackle? Yeah. yeah, and this is ultimately what I have to say. I'm not going to speak more about this, but you know, pundits around the world and everyone who lawmakers are saying that it is the tackler's responsibility. Mm. What about the bloody ball carrier? Surely it is both parties involved. It mm. should be, you must be, you know, as a ball carrier, you are not allowed to attempt to jump over a tackler. Mm. That, in that case, is it's not the tackler's responsibility. No. Yeah. It's a hundred percent how you run into contact is your problem. If you're going to run in, like um, flip, what was that? That prop that got absolutely shit mixed by one of the Franks brothers because he ran into contact like a dose yeah. with his face, and that is no different. <laughs> if anything, he should have got a card. If anything, that winger should have got a card for being an idiot. I th- I think one thing that's um, needs to change obviously I agree with both you guys that we can't look at these uh, these situations with slow-mo uh, camera reviews because that makes everything 10 times worse yeah before that i mean i understand for so when you're trying to review a trial trial no try that type of thing but when it comes to these type of high tackles you need to actually review it in real time uh, mm-hmm. or in a you know just the, the normal uh, flow of the game normal speed because everything slowed down looks hor- horrific yeah everything slowed down looks like you had time to adjust what you were going to do or that sort of thing mm. and that's not the case i mean if you played that tackle in of bergen window in real time there's no ways because obviously we taught as rugby players that when you catch a ball you bend at the knees that's just you know how you get the ball into the bread basket yeah um at the end of the day you have to make sure that you, you give them the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes, you know, the Burger Wendell didn't try to take his head off. The guy ducked into it. I, th- I, th- I still think it's a penalty. It's fine. Sure. You leave it at that. Yeah, penalty. But Within the laws, that's yes. Be, yes, I get that. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't help you look at something uh, in slow-mo and, you know, make a decision on that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I think just on top of that, something else I'd like to add is then, I mean, I, I think we almost have this uh, shouting match at the TV every single weekend is the offsides. The Blues were literally camping in the Bulls' back line. No, they were so offsides. It was absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And I don't understand how there they hasn't been... Uh, how this is an issue. I mean, the fact that we see it every single weekend, but it, there's no attention paid to it, I don't know. But this is another uh, conversation I had with uh, Keegan yesterday, was that it seems like World Rugby will focus on one law for a year, and then they'll go, oh no, we need to change this law. And then they forget about the first law that yes. they try to change. Yeah. So we were talking about um, the uh, feeding into the scrub. Yeah, that was a huge now, issue. Once for again, the, you yeah. can now you know, pass the, the number eight straight from the scrummy's hands. Like yeah. put it under his feet and it's fine. Yeah. And this is the thing. So all drag they're not consistent. And I think that, that's the big thing. You need, and also for, for one ref, you might give a yellow card and one ref might not. And then where do you see the consistency there? So Then you start playing the ref and not the laws. And that's, you never want Which that. I think is part of the game, but you never, not a, a professional sport, it should, shouldn't influence the game as much as it does. Yeah. yeah. I, and I honestly, once again, I have to mention the bloody 
waste of space, waste of oxygen on the side of the fields. They should be adjudicating the bloody offside. Line. Yeah, hundred the percent. The referee is on the field. He should be refereeing the contact zone and the ruck. He can't also be doing no, offside because that, if you think about the human body, that is a peripheral thing. You've got a long line that yeah. you've got to adjudicate and you've got to watch and you've got to watch the ball. There's too much for any one person to but be. That is why they're called assistant referees. 100%. So why aren't we using them? No, sure. I agree. They've got five calls each. That is what they call That's you, you may not make more than that. So you are limited from the beginning. Yeah. No, 100%. Uh, yeah, unfortunate. Uh, that's uh, these things. I mean, maybe we should get on the World Rugby's uh, board and actually yeah. <laughs> that World Rugby tournament. Remember what we discussed? Yeah. Batch and I one night were a bit pissed and we decided we drew up the whole roster of teams ranging from top 14 like to Like a football Champions League style. 100%. I think we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> we can only dream, hey? Yeah, 100%. Should we go on to predictions? Yeah, so what's, what's um, next week's... Uh, so South African games, we've got Waratahs Lions on Friday at 10.15. Um, first, first game on tour for the First Lions. game on tour for the Lions. Well, I guess the Waratahs, why not, eh? Uh, Tars they, just coming off like a bye week too, bottom of the log. They look like absolute horse doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> really, they do. I mean, the Waratahs are just absolutely nowhere, which is surprising. They've got a few... Uh, fairly decent wallabies yeah. uh, in that squad but I'm, I'd still back the lines they they looked uh, on looked they, like they were gelling as a team and the Oaks were putting up their hands so um, yeah I'd, I'd still go lines well they, they landed in Sydney this morning already so they're going to have lots of time because obviously they had their bye week so they've just arrived today okay, um, so good. they're going to have a week to acclimatise um, yeah I'd obviously back my boys so <laughs> I'd say lines by 12 sure um I'm gonna say the lines by lines by seven, and I'll probably choose some other number on Super Brew. I can never <laughs> remember. <laughs> I'll say lines by seven, but then choose say, lines by twelve on Super Brew or something. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'll, I'll within probably, that range. Yeah, sure. I'll probably say yeah, lines by six, definitely. Cool. Uh, next one is <laughs> Reds hosting the Sharks. Yes. It depends who pitches up. If we're, if we're being honest here, if the Reds, the same Reds team pitches up that pitched over the weekend, that's a different story. But if the, the Reds of the entire 2020 Super Rugby season pitches up, then it's going to be Sharks feeling frenzy. No, I was having this uh, discussion with, with one of my mates in Oz, he's in Queensland, he'll probably be at the game, and he was saying that they've had a lot of rebuilding to do. I think they've rebuilt quite well, but I think against that Shark side, it's not going to be pretty. Um, I'm sure he'll be at the game and I don't think they'll enjoy any second of it because I think it's going to be an ugly one for them. That, that Reds forward pack need to just... I mean, that, the, the top was the only... For me, the only yeah. standout player that, that, actually, that actually does anything. But um, I think the Sharks will pull away. I think it's going to be a 20-point... Yeah, Sharks by at least 15 to 20. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I'd say probably Sharks... Also, I'd say 16 around there. Uh, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, be close. I don't want to be eating my words. Eh? <laughs> then we are going to be embarrassing. I think, I think I'm going to have to apologize to Dom if it goes the other way, but I don't think it's going to go the other way. <laughs> not the way the, the, He'll probably the Sharks are playing. Not the way the Sharks are playing, that's exactly it. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, it's more a, a comment on the Sharks than it is the on the Reds at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stormers Blues 
hosting in Cape Town? Mm, Stormers. Yeah, I'll also go Stormers there. Yeah, it's... I think Stormers, but I think it'll be closer than we think. I think it'll be Stormers by seven. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably say Stormers by 13. Uh, the Blues haven't looked like playing any type of attacking rugby. They haven't been accurate uh, enough. And if, if you don't have a, uh, an attack that's on song, playing against the Stormers at home as well, it's just not going to go well for you. Sure. So. Yeah, I'm going to say Stormers by eight. Okay. Um, Bulls, Jags. Yeah. Here in South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. Loftus. At five o'clock, so no sun. Or no massive heat, at least. I was going to say, what the hell does no sun mean? <laughs> Not midday. Yeah, I'll, um, go, I'll go Jags, eh? I, I just don't uh, see the Bulls. I also I want to back the, the Bulls, but I've also got to go Jags. I don't I'm, see it happening. I'm going to go Jags, eh? I've got to go Jags. Fourth pack is just not good enough. Jags by 10. Jags yeah, by 7. I think it might turn ugly. I'd probably say Jags 16. <laughs> yes. yes. I honestly, they're just the way, I mean, the Jags have shown that they can play some footy. And the Bulls are nowhere. And the Bulls are nowhere. No, that back line's not going to be able to keep up with those boys. Eh? No, 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 no. And they're no, gonna, that's a good point. The physicality of the Jags, I think, will come through. I yeah. think they'll, they'll muscle up in the forwards and then that... That, back line. that Argentinian backline is just going to run around. <laughs> and I think Mayotte is just turning into a better flower for every he's single looking week. So so good. He's I, I saw him last season, I went, oh, this boy is going to be good, and yeah. he's come so right. He really has. And uh, again, those uh, Argentinian wingers and fullback, uh, Bofili, those, really. those guys, they can but finish. I, mean, I, think, I think the workload that Matera has left behind is now being spread evenly amongst that pack, and they're all putting their hand up. I think that yeah, pack sure. is working together really well. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's, uh, it should it should be a couple of good games. Hopefully, a good weekend for those African sides. Uh, South African conference, at least. <laughs> I, I think the Bulls are going to suffer. Uh, but but sure. Uh, any any final thoughts? Uh, what are we thinking? Just as a closing off point, England, uh, Ireland. Well, what are we going to have? Oh, I, mean, I hope the Irish smash the bomb. Me too. I just want. I'm There's very my jersey yeah. today. I'm going to put it on just now. <laughs> Go walk around in public. <laughs> I was going to say, why do you have an English jersey? I know. Oh, yeah. An Irish jersey. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, no. I think we we all hope. Anytime Owen Farrell loses, it's a good day. Hundred, hundred percent. And I think uh, Eddie Jones has also been catching some heat, so I think he's going to get put in his place. Oof, it's going to be great. Um, and then, obviously, uh, France looked quite good against Wales oh, yesterday. What a crack of a rugby match. One of the most entertaining rugby matches I've watched probably since the World Cup. Yeah, a little bit uh, touch and go there at the end. Uh, controversial call, but I'll leave it at that. And then what happened Scotland Italy? Uh, uh, Scotland 17 No. And I weirdly bet against Italy. I mean, bet on Italy beating. Mm. I don't know why I did that. Too. Because they looked a bit... That was drunk they or something. So they <laughs> against France. They, they pushed them in the beginning. Yeah. And then stopped looking okay. Okay. So the one thing I have to say about the French is the past couple of years, you know, they've been the classical French side in terms of their attack. You never know what they're going to do. They can pull the rabbit out the hats just... On a whim, just on their own. But one thing that has really, really surprised me is the tenacity on defense that they've developed. But but this is the new coach, so he's brought in that metal, that steel, and he's apparently he's a massive disciplinarian. And I I've always said if you match that French passion with a decent system, 
they, they are going dangerous. to be unbelievable. Because yeah. I don't think the French know what a system is. Yeah. <laughs> They've never played rugby with a system. Yeah. It's yeah. just rock up, play, okay, I'm playing this position today. Yeah. yeah. And so I think if you give them a proper system and a proper coaching structure, I think they're going to look really dangerous. I yeah. think they are. I think they probably think uh, practices are optional. I think it's just an excuse to get together with their mates. I, I yeah. don't think that's permanent. It's the beers afterwards that they yeah. really look forward to. Uh, or the wine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, either or. Uh, but I think that the, the one thing, the one difference maker, and I think this, and I, we've said it before, even in our World Cup podcast, that French nine is oh, an absolute... Definitely up there. Yeah. Oh, he's a class quality player. I, mean, I think he's got such night. a good uh, combination with, um, is it Intermap the 10? Yes. He's also looking yeah yeah I mean scary. He, that 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 nine reminds me of a young Fred Priya. He's uh, he almost looks like he's one step ahead of everybody else. He knows exactly what's coming next. Yeah. And that was Fred Priya's biggest asset is that he was a chess player and he knew what you were going to do before you did it. Yeah. So he could line up in the perf- perfect spot and he was always thinking what he's going to do next. He was never playing what's happening right now. Yeah. Um. So I, I think big big potential for him to literally be the world the world class nine and um, yeah it's exciting to see the French mm. come back in it's, it's I think it's, it's always good for to watch it yeah. is, it is. Uh, it's always nice uh, to see that uh, but guys any other closing thoughts uh, besides Six Nations no go on Ireland that's yeah it'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be interesting because that's, I mean, that's then it'll be Ireland and France undefeated yeah they haven't played each other yet mm-hmm. that'll determine the winner so that's that should be a, a, a good yeah uh, but boys, yeah, uh, thanks for thanks for uh, joining uh, for this week's podcast. Uh, Kev, hopefully next week uh, you'll join us again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, to the listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, keep on following us. Uh, join the the banter, obviously on, on Twitter. Um, uh, find us at uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Castbox, all those nice things. Give us a shout. Um, Special shout out to you said your mate Dom. Dom and Oz. And Oz, uh, yeah. enjoy the the Reds game. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think the result is going to go your way, but <laughs> we'll see and uh, we'll, we'll, cool, we'll, we'll, we'll apologize on the day uh, if it does go your way. Uh, we are humble enough, and like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I don't know about rugby as much as I thought I did, so I might just end up eating my words. Uh, but sure, guys, thanks for joining, and uh, we'll chat again next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cheers.